Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Today on Legally Us, Alec Baldwin is charged with involuntary manslaughter in the fatal shooting of Elena Hutchins. Plus, Lisa Marie's twin daughters are headed for a custody battle, while TJ Holmes reportedly had an affair with an intern. We've got that plus so much more on today's Legally Us. Hey everyone, welcome to Legally Us. I'm Christina. That's, of course, Nima Murmani, president of West Coast Trial Lawyers and former federal prosecutor. Hi, Nima. How are you? Hi, Christina. How's it going? What a week. What a week. I mean, we have some huge news. Of course, we have to talk about Alec Baldwin, who is uh, will face criminal charges for the October 2021 death of Helena Hutchins on the set of his film Rust. The film's first assistant director, David Halls, agreed to plead guilty to negligent use of a deadly weapon. So he, of course, was holding a prop gun that killed killed Hutchins and wounded director Joel Souza um, nearly 16 months ago. He recovered from his injuries, but she was pronounced dead shortly after being rushed to the hospital. Since the incident, he has maintained his innocence, saying that he did not pull the trigger. But his a lawyer recently spoke out saying the decision distorts Helena Hutchinson's tragic death and, rep- and represents a terrible miscarriage of justice. Mr. Baldwin had no reason to believe there was a live bullet in the gun or anywhere else on the movie set. He relied on the professionals with whom he worked, who assured him that the gun did not have live rounds. We will fight these charges and we will win. So question, Nima, will he win? I think Baldwin has a good defense case. And this case is absolutely going to trial. This will be the biggest celebrity trial of the year. And the reason it's going to go to trial is that the Santa Fe district attorney overcharged the case. She charged not only manslaughter, but she charged a second manslaughter count with a firearms enhancement. And that carries a five-year minimum mandatory sentence in New Mexico state prison. So that means that Baldwin is convicted The judge can't go lower than five years. I don't think Alec Baldwin is going to take a deal that involves any prison time, five days, much less than five years. So this case is likely going to see a trial by jury. Mm -hmm. And if it does go trial by jury, do you foresee Alec winning this case? Do you foresee him spending any time in jail or would he have to take a plea deal or something like that? This is a very winnable case. And Alec Baldwin obviously has a lot of money. He's hired some of the best lawyers. He has lawyers at Quinn Emanuel. He has lawyers at Wilson Sincini. I know one of his lawyers personally. And this is the case that he is going to trial, both for legal and for public relations reasons. He has his career to think about. So this is not someone that's going to voluntarily plead guilty when he has such a good case. 
And he's not going to spend any time in prison when he can point the finger at other people who are more responsible. Right. And that's how his team will prove the case, kind of pointing the finger at other people. Despite him holding the gun, despite him pulling the trigger, he was unaware that there were live rounds in this in this gun. And, you know, he's making the case that that's not his responsibility to check. He's um, an actor on the set, even though he wasn't a producer, though, on on the movie, too. Yeah, so the Santa Fe District Attorney has really sort of seven factors that she's discussed during her public appearances and during last week's press conference that she thinks makes Alec Baldwin liable for Helena Hutchins' death. First, she is saying that Baldwin had an independent duty to check the gun, even though Director Dave Hall's assistant director told him that it was a cold gun. Then she has a few bases for liability because of his work as an executive producer on the set. There were live rounds on set. There was target practice on set. At least one of the guns on set had previously misfired more than once. And we believe it that it was the gun in question. So for those reasons, he bears responsibility as the executive producer. And then there's a few things that Alec Baldwin did himself that the district attorney thinks make him criminally negligent. She has said that even if he thought that it was a cold gun, that it contained blanks or no rounds at all, that he should have never pointed it at another human being. Of course, Baldwin will say that the cinematographer, Helena Hutchins, asked for him to point the gun. The other issue is whether Baldwin pulled the trigger. He told ABC's George Stephanopoulos that he didn't, but the FBI report said that he did. And lastly, Baldwin did admit to cocking the hammer back. And there's at least an argument that he shouldn't have done that. Right. Why is this coming 16 months after the fact? Why so long after um, the incident took place? Yeah, it's surprising. I mean, this is something that if charges were going to be filed, these reports were received and the interviews were conducted a long time ago. Now, I know the DA's office was waiting for Baldwin's gun and excuse me, Baldwin's cell phone. There was some negotiation with his attorney. Baldwin was in New York. Um, They had to get it over to New Mexico. But really, this took a long time. And I think one of the main reasons it took a long time is that the Santa Fe DA wasn't ready and she didn't have the money. She went to the New Mexico state legislature and asked for funding for a few additional positions, attorney prosecution positions, but also a media person, a PR person. And that was really sort of the writing on the wall. There's no way that she was asking for that funding to charge just armor, Hannah Gutierrez Reed or assistant director Dave Halls, that PR person really led everyone to believe that Baldwin was going to be charged. But it's really the serious nature of the charges and that mandatory minimum that has surprised everyone. Yeah, no, definitely very surprising. Um, I guess we're going to have to wait and see what happens. And like they said, like uh, Alex's attorney said that they are going to fight this until the very end. And like you said, it seems like he has a good case in his hand. So we'll have to wait and see. And But very well could be yeah. the case of the year. Yeah. One kind of additional point to raise is, you know, assistant director Dave Halls, he's already agreed to plead and he got a misdemeanor, no time deal, six months probation. So really that kind of begs the question, you know, who's more responsible? Obviously, the armor is probably the most responsible. But if Dave Halls said, hey, this is a cold gun and he made that representation without checking and you're going to give him a slap on the wrist where you're trying to put Baldwin in prison for years doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't. It seems like they just kind of want to, you know, put responsibility on someone and maybe the most public figure. That's who it's going to. We'll have to wait and see. It's a tragic story. Either way you look at it, it really is. It's it's so sad. But 
We'll have to wait and see what happens. All right, yeah. moving on to Lisa Marie Presley and talking about another tragic story. Her ex-husband, Michael Lockwood, is set to get full custody of the pair's twins following her death on January 12th. According to reports, there were some reports that uh, her twin daughters, Finley and Harper, could be caught in a custody battle between their father and Lisa's other ex-husband, Danny Keough. Uh, TMZ reported that the twins have been living with their dad since their mother's death, but they were living with Lisa Marie and um, Danny at the time of her death. And and he sees himself as sort of a stepfather to them. And um, but I don't know, it seems like they will probably stay with the father at this point. Correct. Oh, yeah. I mean, the biological father, he already has 40 percent custody. So so Michael's going to get the kids. Um, Danny really has no rights as a stepfather. Sometimes we see these in these cases where, you know, the grandparents want to come in or a step parent, unless there's actually an adoption, in which case it's no different than them being a biological child. There's really no parental rights mm -hmm. as a matter of law. Now, of course, you know, if there's an allegation of abuse and you know, social workers come and they take those kids, then they can go to anyone. They can go to any relative. They can even go to a stranger. But absent something like that, biological father, Michael, he's going to have custody of the kids. Definitely. Can he, Since he does see himself as a stepdad, can he request visitation? Would that ever go to family court if um, if Michael denies him the, that visitation? He can request it, but he's not going to get it. And, and we see this in cases where relatives, usually it's the grandparents, they want to come see the kids and the parents say no. Grandparents have no rights. And really, same thing with the, with the step parents. Again, absent some adoption, some sort of specific custody agreement, the general rule is that really the parents can decide who the kids see and who they don't. Right. And, you know, the kids are obviously minors. They're only 14 years old. So they really don't have a say in this either, deciding who they can live with and who they don't. No, they don't. It's a consideration if the rights are terminated and the parent, and the kids are going to be placed with a relative. Um, the court will ask, you know, what type of relationship that the kids have. But absent some sort of custody dependency type hearing, you know, the kids are going to be with the biological dad and that's it. Definitely. All right. Well, moving on to Amy Robach and TJ Holmes, people are still fascinated by this story. And the Daily Mail reported that he had a months long affair with a 24 year old intern in 2015 while he was married. TMZ is also reporting that um, if TJ and Amy are fired, their attorneys are ready to file suit. They're saying that there's possibly a mediation on Thursday and that they may raise the issue of race, um, asking the network, has ABC ever used the morals or conduct clause to fire or discipline two consenting adults at equal levels when both were white? So um, if they did find, because they're still doing this investigation, if they did find that he had affairs with interns or people below his um, equal level of work, what kind of problem could that bring to him? I mean, we kind of saw this with Matt Lauer a little, like, I mean, well, he was accused of uh, harsher things, but we have seen this before. Oh, yeah. And we've been speculating about this for weeks, you mm -hmm. and I, you know, because obviously, you know, they're at the same level. What's the issue? Was there some morality clause or did it violate some, you know, internal protocol at Disney or ABC? But now we know what the issue was, you know, here is someone who is having a sexual relationship allegedly with a subordinate, a 24 year old. Intern. I mean, that's definitely a no, no, that's not right. what you're supposed to do. There's a huge disparity, obviously, in power and uh, companies either frown upon it or they forbid it entirely. And that's what happened here. So if TJ did do that. That's proven to be true. That's grounds for termination with cause. Definitely. So why do you think the lawyers are bringing up possibly the issue of race in this situation as well? Well, they're going to mediation and the lawyers for both TJ and Amy are going to try to extract some sort of settlement or payout um, just to kind of make this go away. So 
sometimes you raise arguments, maybe that they don't have the most merit, but could potentially put your legal adversary in a bad light. So we'll see what happens. Mediations are confidential. We won't know what happens aside from there being a confidential settlement or no settlement in the case moving forward to a public trial. Um, but I can see this being used for leverage more than something on the merits, because if there was a racial issue, probably there would have been a contemporaneous report of that. TJ is a sophisticated fellow. Right. I mean, looking in on the outside, obviously, we're not going to know what goes on in this mediation. But does it seem like possibly TJ could be out? Amy could still be in. Do we think that they would even agree to something like that? Potentially. I mean, I think TJ has got to be out. You know, again, ABC is owned by Disney. This is a sort of family friendly company. You can't have those types of affairs with uh, staffers, you know, when you have such a high profile you know, role at ABC. So I think Disney will want to make sure that at least TJ is no longer there. Amy's a different story, though. Messy, messy. All right, Nima, thank you for breaking it all down. What a busy, busy week. And uh, I feel like we have a better understanding of how these move forward. So thank you so much. Of course, Christina. Thanks for having me as always. And I'll see you next week. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.